everybody say it mean? Who's that out there living the dream? Let's blow him the bean. Who's that still smoking all that green? Let's blow him the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's blow him the bean. Let's blow him the bean. Let's blow him the bean. Go. Let's blow him the bean. Twitter pop, 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 pop. Twitter pop. We're just gonna jump into the Twitterverse. Actually, breaking, ultra breaking news. Kevin Gastelum versus Anderson Silva. That just hit like 30 minutes ago. And is there a clearing division of this legendary? Did uh, Vitor Belfort's legendary division get created and Kevin Gastelum's going through it? Because he's beating Kennedy, who is on the way out. Vitor Belfort, who's on the way out. And now Anderson Silva, who's not running for the title in my eyes. I just see so many other fights for Anderson and Kelvin. Why make it now? What do you think about the fight? I was chatting with people on Twitter, and I, we, it's like there isn't really a fight for Kelvin right now. Everybody's taken or hurt. Everyone above him. Yeah. So it's like the only person I feel like that ever, was Derek Brunson, and I feel like he just was in a fight. So it's like mm-hmm. their timing. Well, I guess Kelvin was too, but it was just like, eh. There's Yul Romero, who's he book with? But he's so far ahead, he can only fight the he champ. Yeah, he can only yeah. fight the champ. But I did listen. And you want to feed Kelvin? Right not now, feed. To, not feed. That's a real fight. I watch that fight all day. I feel like Kelvin. I would rather see him fight somebody in between that fight, um, just for himself. Still at the division, I'm really enjoying watching him progress at 185. Yeah. I feel like I was listening to Yolanda interview. And Anderson Silva, if they insist on fucking having him, that's somebody that can knock wanted. him out. And that, because Twitter's, that's who he wanted because he felt like Kelvin was the easiest fight in the division. That's who, to me, it's not like Kelvin's a dick. Yeah, no. So I would guess that it's Anderson sees it as the easiest fight around his number in the division. Uh-huh. That's worth it. That it's building steam, blood, whatever. But so, interesting as a fight? I, oh, yeah. And I don't think it's the easiest fight at all. I think yeah, Kelvin's that's a tough-ass fight. I think Kelvin, it'll take him a while to wash the taste of 170 out of people's mouth yeah. and for people to respect well, himself, him. Well, this himself, this is where he really... If he can get through Anderson Silva, I believe he's going to affirm to himself that he can compete in the 185 division. And regardless of the scariest guys, they're going to be the scariest guys, uh, whether it's at 70 or 185. A champ's a champ. They do come with a little more power at the 85 division, though. Like, <laughs> Whose dick did Kelvin suck to get the money fights? I think it's a performances that he's been putting on. Well, I guess it's not money fights at all. No, no belt involved. He's yeah. fighting for the same exact that he would be for whatever fight I number this is. I think that with Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva's a co-main main event still. He's oh, not on the undercard. Oh, you get money regardless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Co-main. It puts you in this another level. When you can say you beat Anderson Silva, that goes not that every fight doesn't go on your record, but that's a marquee win. You're that's something that you will always look back on, and that will really. And people you are like, "Oh, well, it's old Anderson Silva." Yeah, but you know what? Thirty years from now, no one will remember that. And guess they're what? just going to be like he built beat Anderson Silva once, and only the other guy will be like, "It was old Anderson Silva." Anderson Silva knocked out the current champ at the in the second round with that knee, Michael Bisping. Yeah, but or this year, he, the well last year sixteen, but 16, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Close. yeah, yeah. But I always forget about that fight. He's, uh, Anderson Silva loses decisions as he's come back. He's not getting outclassed by any means. So people that are just like, oh, he's washed up and it's not going to be a fight. Yeah, right. Anderson Silva's going to come to win. He came in and tried to beat Cormier, Daniel Cormier, on three days. Don't think he ain't going to come after Kelvin. It's going to be a fun I fight the more it, I'm yeah. looking at it, actually. Where, I'm kinda turning where around is it? Where is it taking place? They it's say, not in Dallas. I think I did see it was that it was going to be 212. Yep, good call. Um, Is that 212 in Rio? I think you're right on that, yeah. He just went into Brazil and knocked the living daylights out of... Yeah, it's in Brazil. It's on Fox. Oh, I don't know how... I, huh. Hmm. That's the main event on Fox, exactly where Anderson should be, but Kelvin just got this is last this Fox. Is this hashtag UFC Rio? Is that what you have The really interesting about people on Fox is that they have the people that they've pushed on these Fox cards <laughs> that now Kelvin is is Demetrius Johnson. 
he was he has been pushed more so than anybody um on fox and never gotten the accolades that he truly deserved jj's kind of in that boat too she just recently moved to pay-per-view but initially all of her championships and defenses were during fox nights and she would get the main spot because she was a championship and regardless any championship bout is the last bout of the night um via the ufc rules but you know i feel like the ufc has had a rough start at the beginning of the year but the more i am looking through the tunnel of how the year's laying out to come i'm not mad at it and nowhere do i see connor on the card so yeah, I agree. It I brings agree. us to our next question. So, which is just Twitter popping all over the place. Um, do you? How do you? What do you think about Floyd Connor now? The so arena. It's, the arena's booked. We don't have a date, or do we have an official date? Is it like the tenth or twelfth? I feel like it's July twelfth or something. Yeah, I like think that, the date set. It, but the venue might not be. People set say yet. they don't expect that it's going to happen so soon. They think this is just a like. What's the harm of putting a down payment? Well, on let's see what the the book put build out. Steam. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that that fight could still be done in that uh, time frame. I think that totally give me the way Twitter is now. You don't need a year to. It's not the old school idea. You can you could sell a fight for as expensive as you want a month from now, and everyone's going to hear about it. If you got the right promotion, and the fact that it's merging two big businesses together, and will it be merging two big businesses together? Is Connor fighting out without the UFC? It's going to be be a boxing match. It's not going to be MMA. No, it's t- oh, on this right, night, right, will right. there be MMA fights? Will there be boxing fights? How is this night going to be laid out? Like, the whole thing's curious. This is going to be the biggest fight ever. Like, bigger than when Muhammad Ali fought. Bigger than, like, all these fights you hear about. Like, the night that Tupac uh, got shot. Uh-huh. Which recently happened. And what was it just Biggie's also? Was it Biggie's... Uh, recent, I know people were making a big stink about it, but yeah, I feel you. I definitely feel you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I, I'll edit that part out. You motherfucker, shut up. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about again? I'm like, this bitch threw me off. I forgot we weren't in a studio. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitterverse Floyd Mayweather verse Connor and what we see is going to happen for this. I think it's going to be a boxing match. I think it's going to be in a, in a ring. There's no way it would be MMA. If there's, I feel like Absolutely there's going to be 0.000% is an MMA. If there's a clause in the bout, I feel like it'd be like, if you decide to take Mayweather down or you decide to do anything outside the boxing ring, you automatically lose X amount of your contract. Like, they're going to it's legally this thing is gonna be so airtight. It's gonna put Connor in the worst position to win, which is gonna be in a boxing match. And I feel like Connor might get the first two rounds as far as pushing him around with weight and being a bigger guy. But Mayweather isn't. I mean, he's like a buck fifty-five, he a buck sixty. He won't have to cut any weight at all, and he's gonna do what he's been doing since he was a kid, and what Connor's been doing half of kind of since he was sixteen. Floyd's been doing this since he was six years old uh, with Olympic caliber coaches honing his skills at that point in time. There's just no way that Conor comes out ahead on this. There's no way. But do you think the UFC takes a negative hit promotionally for having Conor lose? Because we see the Conor loss coming. There's no way. I think one, Conor could knock him out. Connor's going to come out with the same way Connor comes out in the first two okay. rounds now. And I don't think Floyd's ready for that. And Connor's huge. Floyd has never fought in a 40 year old man body before, ever in his life. Yeah. Never will again. Yeah. Connor's in the prime of his career. And I think if. If he doesn't win in those first two rounds and Connor thinks for any time that he's not going to knock him out, if Connor loses a decision, it doesn't hurt the sport of MMA at all. Mm hmm. If Connor knocks him out, I think it not kills boxing. I think it would be a nail in the coffin for boxing. And there's already a couple put in there. Like, it's not far off from being done. There's some new prospects in those divisions, but I just feel like they're new prospects because I'm like, when are they going to be done with that so they can come to MMA? Like, that's just my ass, mind point of view of it. 
MMA conspiracy, fight conspiracy. So, what other boxer do we know that fought into his 50s and was a champion? Bernard Hopkins. I recently found out within like the last year that there was a lot of allegations that he was juiced to the fucking tits. I'm sure all of them. Do you think, I just don't believe that Tyson was that built cleanly. Uh, who's coming out of retirement for one-off? And if he pops, what the fuck does he care? We may see the best Mayweather we've ever seen, ever, ever. Because this is going to be some other stuff. They might be like, do all the steroids you want. I don't care. Let's say if Floyd starts coming in looking more shredded than he ever has, you know the juice is flowing. You know the juice is going. But I feel like Connor could have some a stipulation in his contract. Could. About if he pops could, afterwards, could, could, he could. gets X amount of do money. Do we ever get to see boxing contracts? I have no idea. I feel like you hear about people's purses because that's how but people you don't, know so but much not about the actual that, contract like how much contract. Don King got this much of this guy's purse. You sure. always hear those. So um, I don't know. I feel like it's a hundred million dollar fight for Connor. Everybody's looking to make money in that, and not a little bit of money. Everybody's looking to make globs and this globs. This thing was and also saying um, that he had heard through a friend of a friend of a friend that some guy screwed Floyd Mayweather over for a lot of money and this fight would help him recoup that in the easiest way. Like, Remember when Floyd Mayweather's truck full of Porsches and Lamborghinis lit on fire in the middle of the Nevada desert? Insurance money. Uh-huh. But this is the other thing, too. <sighs> I also, when... Just real quick. This being said... Oh, go okay. ahead. Imagine yourself... Standing in a field watching those assets of yours just burn up. How would you feel? Like, what did you do to earn that? How, well, like, you earned that. You earned it. However you earned that, like, you just be like... I don't know. Or is a lot of it those where it's the least, where you, that you live in a leased house with leased cars oh, and contracts you can't pay. And was that Hoodridge? You know how you see a lot of the crib guys and they're like, <laughs> have this enormous house and they have like a couch, a TV, a video game system. Yeah. And they're like, that's a room I don't go in. That's a room I don't go in. Yeah, Here's yeah, yeah. my bedroom. And then it's all fancy in there. And then they go into their garage and that's tons of cars. Toys. Like some of the stuff they probably don't own. They probably lease and wow. they don't know. I think it's like the lifestyle to have the lifestyle. To rap about the lifestyle. Uh-huh. So it's all like this. So it, I wonder how well-managed Floyd is. I hope well at his age. Like, he's done enough for the sport. Well, he's his own management now. Yeah, I yeah. hope. But I just hope really smart. I hope it's all just not fluff numbers. And I hope he, you know, if you get screwed for $100 million or whatever you need to coup from a fight with Connor, Like, Con- there's a lot of other guys he could pick if he just wanted money. He feels like Connor's a celebrity. This is what I feel like Floyd thinks of Conor McGregor. He feels like he is a celebrity and he doesn't think he's dangerous at all. I could see that. I could see that. And that's and that, what, would, that would that's not the be biggest a good mistake yeah. to Floyd. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. You know that um, whole saying where it's like the biggest thing that the devil ever did was make people think he didn't exist uh-huh. or whatever? That's how I think Floyd, Conor for Floyd. I, so I feel like those first two rounds. If Connor's been studying tape, like, we know these MMA guys see all of it differently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole entire thing. So if Connor's been studying tape of Floyd since he was a little 10-year-old kid, because he used to be a boxer, so if he's been studying that tape, studying that tape, and we've seen how he's exploited some of the most amazing guys in MMA, why couldn't he do the same thing to a boxer? That has the same game plan that he's always had. He's like, I watch him back up here. He backs up two steps and cuts right. I'm going to clip him with a right when he, he's going to walk right into it. Like, Connor might know something like a computer would... Or you know how freaking... I watched a Netflix about a crazy uh, this kid who was like a chess freak. And he was amazing at chess. And I feel like that's how Connor sees fighting. Like that oh, same way. Wow. I think I think John Jones. I think John Jones sees fighting that way. I think Dominic Cruz sees fighting that way. I think mm-hmm. certain of these few fighters, and that's why they're champions. Right. And I think they're, they're going in together. there with next level stuff. So you were saying Michael Bisbee, and him saying that he had a friend that had let him know about um, Mayweather's potential, um, his potential money woes and 
things that he had ended up owing. Michael Bisman is a rough customer. We've been seeing a lot of wonderful media from him lately. Did you see his stuff for Eddie Bravo where him and Eddie Bravo get a drunk argument? Eddie Bravo already talked about it and said, hey, I knew where he was coming at. It was on the Fight Companion saying like, Bisbee, we were both drinking and whatever, and Bisbee immediately DM'd him and said, you know, I'm cool, and Eddie Bravo said, no, dude, you're right. I should have not been talking shit about you or just talking about you with you right there. And Eddie took it uh, like a learning experience and said, like, you know, it's a valid. He had a valid point and he had the right to tell me I take offense to that. And that's Michael Bisbee's kind of personality. Love him or hate him. He is his own man and he'll let you know. He will let you know when he's not satisfied with something and he, his eye is so close to being gone. Every time I see him look into that goddamn camera, camera I laugh. I just giggle like a kid when I think about it. Anytime someone's so cross-eyed, and I know he's cross-eyed for a reason, it's because his eyes filled with oil and other liquid because he's freaking detached retina slash all that stuff that happens, and he shouldn't even be fighting. For reals. There's many people that have retired from this um, long ago, and he's just kept on proving why he's a champion. He's going to go down in... The Hall of Fame eventually. Champion, he won the show. UK star. I like, think it, it's, there's something interesting. It's like, and everyone knows that Eddie, he has a, some cocktails, he gets a little rowdy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bisping has cocktails, gets rowdy. We saw him in the GSP thing. And it just seems like a lot of dudes, some guys, when they drink, they get hot. Depending oh, yeah. on the kind of liquid. We all have those stuff. friends. Everybody has those We friends. all have so those friends. So I feel friends. like an interesting thing with Bisping, like when GSPs tries to mock him, like, oh, you have cocktails. Why don't you go have some drinks? It's like, that doesn't offend certain European guys. Yeah. To call, oh, you drink, <laughs> yeah. be- you drink beer. Uh-huh. Like, that doesn't offend him at all. But I also think there's something... Some guys are martial artists, and some guys are fighters. And not to say that some guys aren't both, but Michael Bisping is a fighter. And GSP is a martial artist, and a lot of the martial artists, like the Shevchenkos and the GSPs, and they live their whole life in a style of martial arts. Tony Ferguson, their lifestyle emulates what they do in the ring. And some of the other guys are fighters. They'd be fighting if they weren't in the octagon. They'd be that guy. Bisping's totally that guy. He'd be a guy that was... You'd be like, oh, shit. If people in the media start trying to put the onus... And I love how Michael immediately said, like... Dude, hey, GSP. Don't try to make this about me drinking. Because it's not. You're scared. You think I'm an easy fight. And I'm going to show you I'm not an easy fight. I love that response by him. But he just freaking defended a title not long ago. Right now, he's not in a camp. He just learned he had a he has a camp. So he, if he's drinking, right now is the time to drink. Guess when it's not the time. As the fight keeps getting closer and the date's already set, so he's you're not gonna be see you shouldn't be seeing him hopefully in any more drunk interviews because he's got, he's in a fight camp now. But he do wasn't we know at the time. When is that fight? We don't have a time or place, do we? I thought there was. Was it Dallas? No, it's not Dallas. No. I don't think we have a t- destination for that fight yet. So then he could still be showing up on a couple drunk videos these weekends coming up. And I'm not going to be angry, angry because we don't have a time frame. Once we have a time frame and he's like, okay, I can't, I got to stop drinking eight weeks out. He knows his own body better than anybody else. Oh, did you hear? I should look it up to pay homage, but it was like a 14 year old kickboxer died in the eight ring. Oh, I did not hear that. Yes. That's horrible. It is 14 so years horrible. old. That's one of those things where, as a global fight community, as we're growing, um, a lot of people are taking into account traumatic brain injury. And I feel like if you talk to real old fighters, a lot of old fighters, they won't have these kids fighting when they're even 14. A lot of people are starting to be like, wait till you get 20, 25 is when your brain stops developing. So that's probably the ideal time to be in contact sports. But on a developing mind, CTE or TBI, horrible, absolutely horrible. It can change your life um, because all of a sudden you lose impulse control because you have frontal lobe damage and that can get you hooked up with um in the fights at school and all of a sudden you get into the system like it's really easy and people do not think about it and not that i'm saying don't be a fighter i'm just saying know what you're getting into 
so that later on in life, you know, you you understand why you're putting yourself in the situation you are because you won't understand it. And I've worked with people with TBI and they, it's really tough. One of them was a boxer who was beat half to death in the ring. And that's why he was at the home he was at because he could barely tie his own shoes. He could barely talk. I mean, it was really, really interesting. So it really made me take a point of view. Uh, or take a look back at what I was doing. I really love jujitsu and wrestling. You don't take any of that head trauma, and I don't know what happened. If you choke somebody out, you both can fight the next day. Right, right, that's why you tap exactly. As long as they let go, because if you don't let go, then yeah, it's the same thing. But you're um, dying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, poor, poor kid. Hopefully, other people can learn from from this. It could have been a freak thing. Could have been a heart murmur that. Regardless, I mean, some people have those. There's yeah, basketball Yeah, everything players. I read, it said, like, you know, the ref did everything right. You yeah, know, I know like, nothing about you know, it. I feel like I should just pull it up and read the story right now for anyone who's like, don't just And was it in the hanging. United States I'm or was it? I'm sitting on a lawnmower right now and I cannot get off to go see what story you're talking about. <laughs> um, other Twitter. Uh, Roy Nelson will be off suspension. That's something going on. Fun. I mean, what fights do I want to see him? None. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think I would rather... There's some fighters like Naganu that I'd rather see before. I think they could still build up Derek Lewis and Naganu before making them face each other. And I think making them run through these guys that to see how much they're pulling, to see how the numbers weigh out, to see if we want to make room. Because you got to look at it like a company, like that they are. Uh-huh. You're paying a Roy Nelson $200,000 for a fight card. And it's true. It's true. It's true. He does come in with a bigger salary because the amount of um, history that he has in the ring, that they have to pay him so so much. He's never getting 8-8 eight eight again, ever. And he's only going so far down. He's not out of the main card yet, ever as well. You could use him as a stepping stone. Um, but there's many... I think they have a fight booked for him, actually. Already prior to him even being yeah. on suspension. Wow. I wow, think wow, I wow. just read that. Do, who would you even... Who would be a good... Naganu? It's I could no see. one good. It was, I already said it was Lewis. like... Let's see. I don't want to say it's no one good. You'll probably be like, oh, Lewis that's a good fight. A um, oh, Ryan yeah. Nelson returns from Volkov. Alexander Volkov. Volkov is, comes over from Bellator. That's fun. Bellator, he was the Bellator champ, but he did get knocked out as the Bellator champ. He has got a crafty ground game off of his back, and his striking isn't bad. Roy Nelson can take a freaking punch, and his jiu-jitsu credentials is where got him into the fight. Volk, it's not an easy fight for Volkov, and people always underestimate underestimate Roy Nelson because of his size. Because of his, he looks fat and out of shape, and that man is never come into a fight out of shape. He looks big, but he's not. He he he's legitimate. Freaking Derek Lewis, so mo- he held it. His hair, head held on by a mullet strand, but it held on, and he was able to go. Was that a five round fight? And everybody said that's not going five rounds. It went five rounds. Maybe it was a three rounder. I'm tweeting out the story right now that you're retweeting it just so yeah. people. Perfect, perfect, perfect. BBC News. Yep. Right, so his name was Scott Martin. He was Fort Mars- Marsden, and he was 14, and he dies after Leeds title fight. Look at that young kid. Wow, baby. Parents. He doesn't even have hair on his chest. Scott Martin was taken to the hospital after... Marsden was taken to the hospital after needing urgent medical attention during the fight in Leeds on Saturday, but la- later died. Scott was a member of Marsden All Styles Kickboxing in Sheffield, uh, John Green, president of World Kickboxing Association England, said Scott was a well-loved and respected fighter and sportsman. Did so it? they're making inquiries into what happened, but the death was not being treated as suspicious. The Marsden All-Style Kickboxing Club posted a statement on Facebook on Sunday, which said training was canceled until further notice. Unfortunately, Saturday night's English title fight had to be stopped due to Scotty needing immediate medical attention. There was no way to foresee the fight ending Mm. in such a way as at no point were either ever in any overwhelming danger of each other. Everyone is still in shock as there are simply no signs to suggest the fight needed to be stopped. The referee stepped in to protect Scott as soon as he could, which meant Scott did not hit the canvas and was laid down and straight into recovery position. 
A fundraising appeal has been set up for Scott's family, and tributes to the young kickboxer have been posted on Facebook. So, so it was something like a standing TKO, it sounds like to me. And then they placed him on the ground once they realized that he was, you know, Scott out. Marsden. Yeah. So uh, you guys can look it up. Yeah. I'm sure there's... And it, that's really, really unfortunate. Yeah, it, you can it, donate it could to be his a, fund. Yeah. It, it could be one in a million. Um, you know, it happens. Uh, it happens in every sport. I mean, every high school I know has that like yes. one story of there's a kid that died on my field at my high school that, that was just a normal healthy kid and he just died. Yep. yep so yep, yep. I feel like you know it's every sport. Some guy, you know, it could be one of those things where they had a, you know, heart murmur yep. or a hole in their heart or a million other things that isn't brain trauma. But I do totally agree with you. You know, kids, you've got to keep it in mind. You got to be keep careful. It. It's the same as drugs. Anything that affects your brain in any way. Wait until you're a little older to fuck around with it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. A really interesting thing that is coming out in the boxing world, the Olympics just did away with it, is headgear in boxing. Have we talked about this on the podcast already? I don't that think so. That they took away headgear in boxing. This is really interesting when it comes into this TBI talk. It's more dangerous though, right? Because it's more dangerous because it actually is blocking the peripheral and we know that subconcussive hits, regardless of padding or, or not, still is that rattling of the uh, brain inside of the cranium. So it's really just the immediate impact. So that if you take something that actually helps you move your head or makes it easier and isn't such a big target, it actually, you'll do much better. I think that that's really, really interesting. I'd never thought of it before. Um, And I think that that's a really good point of view. I really like it. I don't know the science behind it. This is also a reason why I never ever liked bare knuckle boxing. Absolutely, I just it's too. I know they're trying to do it in New York and whatever, and I was like, no, we don't need to. We have UFC. We don't need to do that. But in bare knuckle boxing, I don't feel like the TBI can be dramatically lower because you can't throw the punches you throw in the UFC or in a lot of these striking sports because in bare knuckle. You don't have your hands wrapped. And the sole reason for you to have your hands wrapped is so that you don't break your knuckles and that you can inflict damage on your opponent with your bones that you're now throwing at them. Um, and in bare knuckles, you just can't do that. So it tends to be a very body-oriented attack. A lot of kidney shots. You you can dig into a body without a glove all day. Oh. All day. Yeah, and those knuckles right up in your ribs, they'll make you throw up. Oh, I just pulled up... Um... James Krause, Krause. reveals oh. gruesome scar after staph infection surgery. Oh, shit. James Krause. Ah! Damn, his shin. It looks like his Anderson right shin. Silva leg. It looks like the scar is going directly from the bottom of his knee to the top of his ankle. And it looks like it's, All what, at least 30 open. stitches? At least 30 stitches Oh, my in gosh. That? At least. At least 30 at stitches. At least. This is a good point. Big stitches. It looks like 30 staples. It looks like stitches and staples. It looks like a nightmare is what Always it looks like. a good PSA that we can just move right into with this. Always wash your mats. Always wash your clothes. Don't be a dirty ass and have stinky clothes because you think it's funny to get guys to roll it with you. You can get staff. It can be transferred for the other people with staff. A thing that I didn't realize that Eddie Bravo and a lot of other people have come out with, and this is 100% proof. There's a common thing at most gyms that people say, use a... Uh, antibacterial soap it will clean all of the germs off of you rolling and you'll be fine that is wrong that actually makes it a perfect petri dish your skin a perfect petri dish for staph infection because it takes away all the beneficial flora that you've built up so you actually should be using there's a product out there called defense soap and defense soap is for grapplers or you can look for like grapplers type soap on amazon stuff like that you'll be able to find it online but this is um a soap that works with your natural flora that helps cleanse you but it doesn't allow this type of staff and other nasty skin things come up they've got some good smells they definitely have a variety they've grown yeah, this over could years. be from a surgery and then a hospital staff too it could well. be that it could be but staff infection but we've had multiple fighters hospitals are they cannot fight antibiotics anymore because they're over are prescribing antibiotics and so now they're having rampant outbreaks of this in hospitals all across the country because people over medicate did you know that there's actually in the avian community 
there's antibiotics that they specifically withhold from the community. You can't do that same shit like we do with people where you just can go to your doctor and say, give me antibiotics. Because this antibiotic they have for chip, for avians, a avian fowl, um, is so volatile that it can mutate anytime. So they are not even letting people over prescribe it. And this they is what are I only use it very specifically. If that exists with anything, um, it exists, it means it for everyone. Like when you hear a people say, oh, don't let pregnant ladies clean the cat box. Why? Oh, because there's chemicals in the cat box that are really bad for her and the baby. That means there's chemicals in the cat box that are bad for everyone. Everybody. Everybody. It's just we're going to see the immediate signs of what it does because she has a baby in her belly. Right. And it would horrify us probably like, God damn, cat litter could do that to a baby? Uh-huh. We'd probably be like, get this out of the house. Like, so I don't, I feel like um, there's things that they just don't let pregnant ladies do and eat and... Like soy, they're like, oh, pregnant ladies can't have too much soy because it'll induce their pregnancy. Like they can, I think it's soy that. Can really, I don't, I don't know shit about all any of that shit. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, so I just feel like there's so much weird shit that they don't know anything about it. There's just like some company making money off some shit that you have to put in your body. So antibiotics, antibiotics, and you know what? The more less antibodies you have, the more likely it is you're gonna get sick again. And if it's not by this thing, it's gonna be by the next thing. And there's always the next thing out there because you're meeting people all day every day. Agreed. And so I just feel like. Keep your antibodies in there. No, I agree. Let the little soldiers work for I you. Agree. They'll take I, care of themselves. I think, yeah, you wash your hands, but you can't overdo Sometimes it. Sometimes you get a cold, people. Yep. And your no, body no, no. will work it out. Yeah, Like, agree. it'll work it out. Anyways, <laughs> unless you have anything else to say. Nope, nope. All valid points. Um, I'm in that frame of mind as well. The other thing over the weekend, uh, Hector Lombard is in a car accident. Was that here in Florida? I saw photos of that, and he is lucky to be alive. Yeah, he walked away unscathed, yeah. but the car is a gnarly it is smashed in it looks like on the passenger side so he, hopefully he was driving and nobody was with him and because that looked like it was okay but his passenger side is flat i mean the seats leaning back it you could have seen where it would have hit his head but do you know about what happened did he hit like a watermark did he hit some something was he running away from freaking the t-1000 let's see hector lombard hasn't had much luck in the cage over the past year and depending on your point of view that bad luck may have begun to follow him outside the octagon. Photos and videos posted up of the middleweight fighter show the aftermath of a bad car accident with Lombard's windshield shattered and roof crumbled. Fortunately, it doesn't sound like anyone was seriously hurt in the incident. And that comes to us via Bloody Elbow? Yes. Bloody or oh. MMAmania.com. Ah, turn off that commercial. I didn't even try oh. that. Um, Advertising. But, yeah. That is... Our Twitter pop. Pop, pop, yeah. pop. The only other thing going on on Twitter, Pop, is uh, Rachel Maddow is about to release Trump's emails. Oh, and shit. And everyone's losing their mind. Oh, shit. Or is emails, it Maddow uh, or was it WikiLeaks? Tax returns. Tax returns. Yeah, tax returns. Wah, 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 Tonight. Wah. Goddamn people are stabbing motherfuckers in the back right now. That Vault 7 shit is off the chain. That shit is getting deep. They're dropping dimes on people. This lady's dropping dimes Ooh, on Wiki, people. Wiki WikiLeaks Vault 7. Fucking, not only that, the goddamn Russians are dropping dimes on people. The Germans. But every we're in a time where we're all finding out real time. I stay up at night watching some of this shit. I, we haven't really gotten too much into it because we like to stay on the UFC stuff. But this is current relevant shit. This is going to affect us. For the, you're going to remember like 9-11. Not that I want to. And not negatively that I'm putting it in terms. But well, you will say honestly, post 9-11. That's how much it's affected our server. Never forget. <laughs> so, so you will remember it. But you should never forget. You should never oh, forget sorry it. Sorry if there's people out there that are and not. No, I'm, just... What's happened is that in the saying, never forget, you've immortalized it, but you this could be like, remember pre-Trump's taxes? There can be a post. Yeah. Trump to end, like, end or global situations happening in the world Here's right now. Here's a question I have. Where did Rachel Maddow get these? Do you think she was out there doing an investigative report, like crawling through the trudge? That bitch doesn't pick up. Sure. Where do you think she got these tax returns? WikiLeaks? I don't think WikiLeaks really messes with her because she's a shill, right? Like she is totally the epitome a of a shill. She, I think her and Anderson Cooper are the same person, and we know he's CIA. Yeah. So I don't know. I, so yeah, well, the Democratic Party then. 
It was probably some sort of democratic faction that is that doesn't have ties, but really does. And we know and they're li- corrupt. Everybody, Every- everybody is. Come yeah. on. And I Come mean, on. yeah. And you know, can you imagine? Like, this is just what I like. Trump is this like douche. He's hanging out. He's like, you know, he's rich. He has like planes and cars and high rises, and he is like, oh, I'm gonna run for president. And he has no idea the shitstorm. Like, do you think he really intended on becoming president the day he ran for president? Or do you think it was, like, a goof? I think that early in his career, it was a goof. And I feel like he started to see that he could. I remember that they were posting stuff that people were asking him back in the 80s if he was going to run for president. And he was saying, no, if America calls for me, making himself look better. But... He could have just been waiting later on in his life. I mean, he is—is se- is he seventy? I think 60? he's like seventy. Seventy. He ain't—he ain't that young. He ain't that young. Fake tan only brings you back so far. I mean, you can only look sixty-eight for so long. And yeah, I think he's doing some really interesting things. I think it's shaking everything up, and it's fun. It's entertaining. I follow him on Twitter, and I laugh my ass off. And or and you're like oh shit. don't like some Trump's stuff going off today exactly Here I love go. all of it and it's just it look to me I like to watch other TV shows and stuff but this is the real life TV show we're watching the real games being played right now and real people are running right now real people are hiding real people are just shitting their pants in other countries we've all as countries uh, that have been a part of alliances or not. Everybody spies on everybody. We all know it. The fact is that now all of us people and common folk get to be along for the ride and watch it. And now maybe we'll all unite for some reason to correct or change what we don't like. Well, I think, like, there's another... People are like, this is horrible what does this do for the office of the presidency and you're like really like there hasn't been every single president's a scoundrel of some sort like some sort of scoundrel and it's like who are these noble people that everybody is dreaming about and i think the reality is is the younger generations don't see nobility in the office that these old people see so they don't like having a guy like trump in the office they're like this is like there had to be the swaying vote. And so there had to have been people that fell outside the normal, like, who you'd expect to vote for Trump lines. Like, the old people, the, you know, the pretty much the old white people. People are like, they got them. But there had to be people on the outliers, and there had to have been Obama voters that voted for Trump. And it's just interesting. Like, I think a lot of people were like, this is what I think of your system. Put a Trump in it. <laughs> like, here's what I think of it. Yeah. And really, it was just like, am I going to put somebody in there who I can watch this system, this cogged machine, just keep chugging along? Or do I want to put a stick in here, in this cog machine, and just yeah. see if where all the springs land? This is just to go back into all that prior election stuff. We're kind of uh, oh, we're falling we're, off. Well, we're I I feel like I can get into sports betting a little bit because like we go in our post show and tell you how it played out. Prior to this podcast, we didn't really talk about this, but in our own getting high rooms, we would always say I felt like the Mexican vote was going to come out for Donald Trump. And post-election, we know, and people can say, I told you so, but I feel like you could be my credibility that during and prior to that election, I felt like Latinos were going to come out actually for him much, much heavier. Because what people forgot and what we talked about, and I think it was like the 33% of the vote and even more than uh, Mitt Romney had, but what we talked about is... Latinos have family values that no matter what they try to sell and yep. they're not they're watching fucking El Telemundo they're watching CNN yeah, it agreed. doesn't matter how much or Rachel Maddow or uh-huh. one of these people on these talking head these and that have been proven to be fake that's the other thing if I don't care where the information came from I don't really care if it came from WikiLeaks or Russia or where the information came from I feel like that's a separate problem that we have to deal with okay Take that aside from the argument. 
we have proven that they were in cahoots with the DNC getting questions and going against um, Bernie Sanders proven that they're corrupt and they were getting fake stories and running fake news we've seen the nancy grace things we've seen all the Mm -hmm. side by side where so it's like there's so much it makes me angry with how much i agree with donald trump on when i like that he called cnn fake news and they try to act like they're all noble and on the right side of things but it's like no there's right on both sides of this right there's right on both sides of this and we're so busy throwing like we're like and i think this is where the younger generation is a little different is they're over the shit throwing they're like oh, you, you guys totally. can keep throwing shit back there totally. we want to get our country back together and do stuff and they keep oh the young people they don't care the young the young people do care Agreed. the young people do care but and they're we're talking on this different media they don't even know we're here exactly. that's what they're not paying attention to so there's so much else going on in the world that they're so busy trying to get their you know i mean really how many people are tuning in to watch jimmy fallon anymore you know it's like James Corden driving in a car is probably getting oh, 10 million more views. Still, than, I think it's already, for me, it's already like, who else is on there? I don't want to see well, it. Well, I don't, I just mean, he's getting more by any of his carpool karaoke right. than anyone's views. ever tuning in to Jimmy Fallon for a whole week combined. A 10 oh, minute car uh-huh. karaoke gets more views. Mm-hmm. So you can sell the same commercials on there. Then and people can flip through. And eight you know minutes. each view is getting watched because you know that that person's because the interaction between you and the computer is so much different than your TV, which just shoots at you. So they can say your TV's on, you're it. But it, you know if you're if somebody clicks on a video, you know that they're in front of their computer and or uh, mobile device, and you know that that advertisement is directly affecting and them. I just want to say too, we're getting off fight topic. Like, oh, if you we got fights to, to our, talk about. Yeah, still. we got fights to talk about. I just wanted to let our listeners know that. We've been listening to a lot of fight podcasts lately that have been talking about other stuff. And it's kind of making us like these opinions out there that are so Hollywood based. And I've lived in Los Angeles, so I know what a bubble it is to live in this idea. And they're all making a certain they're in a bracket. They're all most of them are like white dudes that make at least over 200K a year. And that's me being, you know, and they're talking fights. That's who's. That's the demographic. And most of them live in Los Angeles. Oh, this group of people that are Yeah, like, every fight uh-huh. podcast I listen to. Oh, okay. So I just am tired of the like one-sided opinion of all that stuff. So I feel like um, I'll let the big dogs lead the way. But if they're going to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it too. So we're like, you know, we're Team Eddie Bravo over here. So I totally like agree. Uh, Mexican legend. all day. Mexican legend. And he's definitely... Talking some good, good shit. I sent you the... He's so smart with how he said... People think that he's just silly, but he has no. just a clever comedy with the way he brings up subjects. I He's really satirical, and I feel like he does the... He's a Mexican kind of humor guy. Very sarcastic, and he's just like, can't have that drink. I love what he said, uh... The angel comes out in him when he gets drunk because that's the truth. That's the truth, truth. You get too many beers in the bean over here, they'll get a little Indian on your ass. <laughs> you get that wonk eye all of a sudden, and you'll be talking to a shark. You'll just be talking to something that's in the room. <laughs> but I love Eddie Bravo. Love all of his... Because he was on Alex Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Alex Jones gets that one guy and talks to the sharks. Remember when he was having Eddie punch him? And Eddie's the type of guy who's like, you're going to tell me to punch you? Okay, okay. And he's all being tough or like holding his shoulder over to Eddie and they're off the rails. And Joe's Wasn't just like. So crazy. That was crazy. Was, but what was really interesting with that that I didn't know, that was Joe Rogan's biggest podcast ever and like the second biggest podcast of I all time. I tried to find something. And I to, couldn't verify any of that Yeah, either. I tried to verify it too and I was wondering if that was Alex Jones being Alex Jones. I wanted to actually send out a hashtag, Joe Rogan, can you post that document that Alex Jones said you have it or verify it on your podcast somehow of, I did show him that and it's the truth. Like, we need to know for reals. Is that really happening? Are they suppressing your information? Biggest- Joe, he... Alex Jones also said that Joe Rogan wasn't able to get his feet up for a day and a half, which usually they're up within 20 minutes of them being over. 
Do you remember him saying that verse with Eddie Bravo? Yes. So I want to know if that's true as well, Joe. Like, let us know. I'm listening. I'm listening. I know, but why isn't Joe saying that stuff anymore? Why isn't that the Joe I Rogan? Think it, he used to be that Joe Rogan. I'm starting to listen to other stuff. I love Joe. I don't listen to him, a lot of his comic stuff. I, I'm, the other I'm a, thing, going abroad. I do like that Joe. I just noticed for the first time. Yeah, I am, I'm expanding as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm expanding my podcast views for sure. And I'm wondering, like, some of the guys that have been on of recent, either they've been on too much or yep. I don't give a shit. Yep. And it makes you like, <laughs> yep. that's either one or the other. Well, I know what Bow Story's coming out, so I'm like, all right, I can listen oh, to Oh, I'm else. not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not. I even tried. I tried to listen to a few, and I'm like, I just... I know what's going to happen. I don't need to waste these 15 minutes. Oh, here's something that's... I really good. enjoyed, though, the last breakdown. The Fight Companion, you mean? Yeah, the Fight Companion. Sorry. Yeah, that companion. was... That... They really talked about fights. They talked about some of the big big knockouts that were happening during they played it a day after the fact yeah and um it was it was interesting i don't know if i prefer that i don't know i watched I, it or listened um, to it liked it because there was a lot of stuff that um i felt like uh i think it's interesting what brian callen doesn't know that's kind of common knowledge even if it is conspiratorial um, and it's so they talked a lot about the JFK assassination. Yes, and um, Loved that. I thought that was interesting. Loved it. That was and Brendan Schaub super interested in that stuff, and that's and what he could tell him some shit. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of um, cool. But I also thought um, Big Brown was right on so much stuff about the UFC. I, it was Joe Rogan disputing a lot of people's stuff and being wrong about everything. I felt like it was a big podcast of Joe just being wrong. Uh-huh. And um, from stuff with Brian Callen to... But he was more relaxed about being wrong. And another thing that I realized is uh, Eddie, he's on this, like, apology tour where he... I totally <laughs> have seen that, too! I'm like... It's not just with Bisping that yeah, he apologized. Yeah, you say it once, twice, you're good. Yeah. You're done. It's not... Yeah, once it's not they just... Say, once they say it's all good, you're yeah. done. Yeah, he's it's something he's on the next plane, maybe of meditating or something. That DMT's um, hitting. Yeah, because he even went to Alex Jones and apologized a bunch to Alex. They got this is when I traveled abroad. When I was in the military, I got to live on mainland Japan, and we would see it, and it was amazing. It would be two um, elderly. Usually it was women. The males would be... The men would bow and leave. The women would get in bowing battles. <laughs> and you would see them bow. Because in their culture, the whoever gets the last bow shows the most amount of respect. So they try to out-bow each other. But you'll see ladies take half steps, turn around and bow. And then the other lady will just stand at her shop door or her house and just stay there so she so gets to be like planted in her Japanese feet. So is it like the Japanese version of, no, you hang up. Yes. No, yes. you hang up. Yes, no. yes. But it's... it's okay, no. I'll hang up. No. I just want to hear your voice. <laughs> hang up. I love you too. Hang up. It's exactly that. And it's just to prove who's more gracious, I guess. And I feel like Eddie's doing that same thing where him and Alex were just like, no, 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 no. I'm the most sorry. I got to tell you that I'm the... No, I got to tell you I'm sorry. And it got very... All right, guys, you're missing, you're missing Well, this is the other thing that I feel like is shit happening to all forms of entertainment is all these entertainers are reading their Twitter comments too much almost, like criticisms. Uh And so what both of those guys did in that moment was read their Twitters of how everyone yelling, I wish Eddie Bravo would shut up, I wish Eddie Bravo would, and then they were yelling at Alex, I wish Alex would do this, I wish Alex would do that, so that was them reading everybody else's thoughts about the interview, and them bringing it out to each other, instead of just being like, screw the people on Twitter, if I came, I had a good time that day, did you have a good time that day? Yeah, I didn't notice anything was weird until Twitter, I didn't think anything was crazy until we read Twitter, so I think there Uh is some form of the entertainment that's being lost because people are getting so weird with how they're coming across when the trolls aren't the truth. Your fans, it's like yeah. whatever your hole is, whatever niche you fall into, those are your, that's your truth. You're able to tell what's constructive and what's just somebody trying to get a rouse out of you. Yeah. And if, and don't, if you, let's say you have 10 assholes that all have something to say, like, shut up. Alex was just about to talk about, you know, shut up, Eddie. That, 
I thought, though, too, I will be honest, mm-hmm. I feel like I was one of those people that tweeted, Eddie, put a cork in it. <laughs> 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 so, that part. But I, he didn't need to apologize more than once for it. Yeah, I agree. There was... I, what are you going to do? They've went on each other's podcasts. They've, they're trying. They're, they're getting it out there. And they're what I appreciate by all, all, com- all people that are taking in on this is thank you for being a part of it because it lets you win on their lives where it puts them in real vulnerable spots and the more we do this the more i see where that can really take over and you just kind of got to learn to deal with it and you don't feed the trolls (laughs) it's just funny because jake shields just posted blacked out bisping was so wasted he doesn't even remember So I think that's a perfect ending to Twitter pop. So we have fights coming up this Saturday. Early fight night. It's early? Ooh, one o'clock because it's 1 in the one thirty here in the East Coast. You hear that, everyone? It's late enough so in the it's week. 10 it your clocks. Everybody's okay with your clocks at this yeah, point. Yeah, we just had that horrible time change. My body's still just So it's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is what you're saying to me. 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That, the early prelims start. Yes, okay. that they start on Fight Pass. And I believe it's going to be a Fox FS1. And I think it stays on FS1. Maybe not. I could be wrong on that. Nah. But yeah. We'll t- let you way. know later in the week. We'll Either get more way, specific. there's some gems in here. There's some fights in here that are going to be hard to call. I'm seeing another... Uh, weekend like we just had these two last weekends in a row we're getting some good fights and there's a lot of prospects out here because we are going to the uk to london for this but uh there's gonna be some definite movement in divisions and we're we'll not- be talking about this the whole entire fight night you guys can follow us hashtag latb on twitter follow us at lesbian the bean and we'll be tweeting the same hashtags you will it'll probably be i think the hashtags ufc london for this the whole time we'll be all over that Facebook, too. Look us up. Add us as a friend. Lisa Lamberg. I don't think we're going to even go through all these. I think we should just look at the ones that were like, oh, okay. Um, I actually am interested in the Lena Landsberg because right. I had just, right off the gut, these are both, um, they don't even have this other girl's age up here. And that is, that means a lot to me. Did she debut? Is it her debut in the UFC? I, I have never heard of her that I can think of. Yeah. Submission. Yeah, yeah she's my, debuting in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She or we we don't know much about her. We got to do yeah, some. Yeah, but um, Blansburg, that she just fought Cyborg. Right, right, Anyways, right, right. Yeah, we can move it on up. Move it on up. We'll talk more about that one later. So this fight, do we want to go into Scott Askin? I think that just the marquee ones. There's like three of them that we can just be like just these real quick can't because wait we'll, Luke, Luke if you want to. Breeze Abuja. That's yeah. going to be a really fun fight. That's going to be a striker's delight. Cannot wait to see that one. Um, Green card. All right. So the Maquan Amir Khani. Yep. Versus Al- Arnold Allen. Is he from Canada? He Khan was just on, or what's his? Khani was just on a podcast talking about, or on a radio show, talking about a week ago, two weeks ago, he was getting robbed or his house was getting robbed. Someone was getting robbed. And he, he, him and his brother were at the house and they ran out to go get the people. They came out, they came out the side that his brother was at. Mirakon ended up uh, running through the house and seeing his brother getting in a fight with a guy. And he saw a shiny object in the guy's hand. And all of a sudden he saw red and he jumped all over the guy. And... Really funny interview. I really recommend it. I feel like it was on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. I have a quick question. Yeah. That I'm wondering if this is a red flag. You know how I have different conspiracies on what side that Bruce Buffer stands on. Or um, who's the photo when it when you look on your YouTube and it says it's going to be the UFC post-fight presser. Whoever the person is that is on the photo of the post-fight presser usually is the person that wins. Uh-huh. Um, that always holds to be true. So another red flag. Does the person lose or win when they have this kind of incident before a fight? Because Pettis, I think, wasn't one of the Pettis. Was it Pettis or was it... Uh, John Jones won. John Jones. Shevchenko. 
Would oh her but her coach got shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not really. <laughs> don't you well, involved? But they were were they in a bar fight or something? I don't, I don't I think know. They she were was in a bar, They were getting robbed, so it was him them defending their like property, or it was like their sister in laws or something. But either way, once he thought a knife was there, he knocked the dude out with one punch, and then they held him until the cops got there, and they ended up taking the, the dude guy off. Probably never inter- expected that Superman. All was of a there. sudden, right? And a really funny thing that I thought he put, he made light of it by saying, man, like his little brother, he's like, the first little bit he saw, he's like, damn, bro, don't become a fighter. You don't know how to fight. <laughs> Leave it to the pros. Like, it was pretty funny, but he's a refugee. Really interesting story. They're going to put a lot of, uh, I think, money into him. Alan's out of the UK. Alan actually has some really good wins. He has a submission choke over Omar, who was a prospect who went nowhere, and then he beat Yatsin Mace, who I believe is out of the UFC. But uh, that the, those are still quality. He, he has experience. Kid. Yeah, he's Just a big eleven in one pounder. I gotta do much more and studying. I on do this like fight. this too. That look at another young kid prospect. It's like the UFC is fluffing their backs, their back end with a lot of these younger fighters oh, and like yeah, building yeah, yeah. their backstories and doing. They gotta pay them so they stay in because there's guys that are questioning whether they want to do it or not, and they should never question it because it's a sport that we should get rid of Reebok. You. But that's waiting. for another year. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, Pickett, Vera, the what we can this talk about. This is my back and forth though on this real fast. Yeah, yeah. I just think Vera wins this all day. I don't have an he issue with him winning short this. Here's notice. the that doesn't. I just feel like a lot of these guys sometimes they're trained for other stuff, or they're uh-huh. getting ready, or they want to be called for anything and sure. fighting a guy like Brad Pickett in his hometown. But you also just think. Are they just setting up Brad Pickett here for just a good Brad Pickett style win, or is he not capable of that? He made his name off of Demetrius Johnson. That. That's it. That was a wep- ass whooping. Yeah. And. Do you he, think the hometown crowd's going to like. I think it's a. I think the, the short notice replacement is either a godsend or it's his undoing. Because it's like the uh, Rockhold Bisbing. Rockhold's getting ready for somebody else on seven days. Rockhold gets somebody completely different, and he's not ready for that punch. And it gets him, even though it landed in their previous fight. But uh, Here's the other thing. Can he cut that much weight to get to 135 in time? Vera has gassed in fights that he has had full training camp for. But I believe he is at ATT. No, Jackson Winklejohn. Oh, stellar camp. If he's not at ATT, Winklejohn is the next best thing. But that's thing. an extra 10 pounds of his last fight. What he weighed in at last time. As so, cutting down, yeah, he's cutting down. He's cutting an extra ten pounds to get to one thirty five off his last weigh in cut. We so got this is where this is 10 our pounds podcast lower than his comes last. into. But it's just something for me to think about now that I didn't be watching, notice before. To something to be watching for sure. I think that's a really good point because he doesn't have eight weeks to cut the weight either. He's gonna have to dramatically try to do it. Guess who just dropped out of a fight because they didn't do it right. And guess who they call one punch for a reason. Truth. But who knows? We'll get there when we get there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Joe Ban versus Nelson. Woo-wee! It's this such a tricky fight. Is the fight it's of the such, night. In I my think eyes. it's a fight of the night. I think potential. This fight has of the potential night. to be fight of the year so far. I feel like it's been oh. a weird. It's been a weird year. It's been a weird year. We got the SBG versus the. Abercrombie model. I don't. I don't think it's Abercrombie. It's like Guess or GQ or no, some bullshit. Shinnay. Fancy. Um, Vogue. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just touting off lady magazines. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is he a model for? I think it's something fancy like Gianni Versace or something. God like damn. Versace they make belts, model. right? I know. I feel like I want to look it up for the ladies out there. He's a hunk. He is good looking. He he's if you want to see somebody that's being promoted by the UFC, Alan Joban. He has a podcast with the lady Brienne Brian or whatever. I don't think that's her name. She's <laughs> the lady that's always on the UFC. She's the commentary and she does a good job. I like her. She's always does a she has good chemistry with a lot of the guys and she can dance. I saw her dancing one time. She looked yeah, good. Yeah, Versace model. Versace. Gianni Versace. He, so UFC's putting that on and like Brennan and uh, Callan had the Fox. They have that through the UFC. Um, and they, ha- he has other avenues opening up for him. And I really like how open he is about how people are like, you should stop fighting. You're a model. You don't want to ruin your face. And he's like, no, 
Now where I'm at with my modeling, I wouldn't have gotten the jobs if I wasn't a fighter. And I wouldn't get the amount of publicity as a fighter if I wasn't a model. So they're both... He gets it. He understands it. I love it. We're going to see him for a long, long time. I know. You know, even looking at this right now, I have Nelson decision. Um, But I already... I think right now... Yeah. I know we're not getting deep into these. But right now, I'm just going to change it to Joban submission. Oh, Gunnar Nelson comes in with his credentials. Well, then I'm going to TKO. <laughs> no, but I picture, I feel like it could go submission too. Damn. But this is how what I think now, now uh-huh. that I'm looking at this. Uh-huh. Gunnar Nelson has gone to decision with Maya, which we know, huge, 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 huge. Um, he's also gone to decision with Rick Story. Yeah. I think Joe Ban has credentials in wrestling that are as par to Rick Story. Ten Planet Disciple. Yeah, and so I'm not worried. I think Joe Ban is going to be... I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. I think he's like um, gamebred in the same category. I think Ooh. he's this. So I'm going to change it. I think that I can see him ground and pound at the end, but I also can see him do the Nate Diaz where Gunny yeah. gives up his neck back and then he puts him in the neck. I can't give a solid on anything yet. I I can't, I can't even give you one right now. We got a whole week ahead of us still. Um, I got to really start to break this sucker down and look at the camp footage of what I'm seeing. Um, that's what I find most valuable is the current camp footage. And it, what what do you, right now, how it. do you feel about it? Right now. I, I know was, we got footage to I was in. I was leaning Joe Band decision, but I didn't want – because I was going to say – I have a whole – I'm on the Joe bandwagon. Been for a while. He's yeah, put in wins. Yeah, since I known you. Yeah, he's been, he's had wins that he sh- should have won, um, and he's pulled through on fights where I'm like, oh, you're a model. You're not worried I about. I feel getting- like he's so cheap on DraftKings. I just don't see him getting submitted. I really thought about this in every Ten way. Ten purple belt. I just don't see him getting submitted, and we'll that's see. that was the number one I, thing. I can see Gunny. Winning by a decision, just swarming him right. the whole time and staying on him and staying on him and staying on him. But I just think Joe Ban is schlick. I think so the such- interesting thing with Gunnar Nelson is his last win was a submission versus two men off 10 months ago. Lobov came in looking especially ripped recently. This is in the UK. Mm-hmm. We got to look. I just got to look at current footage of Gunnar Nelson and give my definitive... Not that saying he's a doper. I don't think he is. He's probably one of the few stoic guys that's really honorable and takes it as a martial art. But I've seen people that I didn't think did back in the day or pop pop. So he's we'll see. And it's a ton Rio of fun. Ton of fun. Card. This isn't a real card. Oh, it's not. This is in the UK. London, London, London. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry London. everyone. Yep, I'm yep, so yep. ahead. <laughs> no, that's this weekend coming up. And then the main event, Madame Walvers, Corey Anderson. Um, this is a fun. I know. Fun, I have fun, the underdog right? on this. Big Huge. underdog. I know. Big underdog. I know. I think Big. it's crazy. We don't. We don't even have to say. It. We'll get into that later on in the week. I don't mind even talking about an attack. I don't think you need to because if people know the sport, they'll be like, "What?" And I'll be like, "What?" And then we'll be like, <laughs> "All right, I got that." You could describe it. <laughs> I know. I just felt like we made people sit through so much um, other talk <laughs> that we should give them a little something about the main card. Okay, the main out. event. I mean, the yeah. credentials. Jimmy Manoa has yeah, what looked you, amazing. Yeah, where are you at right now? I am feeling like it's, at the very least, Manoa TKO round one or two. Oh, you think it's a walk? You yeah. Think it's a- the way he looked against say OSP is garbage. Not garbage. He's not. He's not. <laughs> we're trying he's to, not. We're trying to he's take not. that out of our But he is not as high a caliber as he's made up to be. He's not a prospect. OSP is not a prospect. People keep saying, oh, he's, he's overrated. a prospect. By far one of the most overrated fires. So the fact that he looked good against him isn't saying much. But OSP doesn't get finished often. And he flat knocked him dead. He lost to Johnson TKO, but that's not really like that. And happened. then he had a really great win against Blockowitz, and I had Blockowitz in that fight. I had Blockowitz in that fight. I thought the wrestling was going to come through. The fact that Manawa proved in that fight the wrestling, uh, he could get through it. And we came to find out after that that he had a blown ACL coming into that fight and won a decision against Blockowitz. Think about that. So then his knockout to freaking Anderson. It might have been a blown ACL against Gustafson. No. No, no, no. He lost the good Gustafson legitimately, but that was over three years ago. It's a long, long time. Ten months ago, or as of five months ago, TKO and a year, six months since his Anthony Johnson. I think that 
Anderson is also a very... Look at Anderson. <laughs> he looked killer against O'Connell. Yeah. Meh. Okay. Meh. Um, decision split against Tua. Okay. Who has been looking good his last three against fights? John Vellante. I agree. And I know Nogueira. And I feel like they're of the over. I agree. Category. I, but but which one of which of those guys that I just named has looked as quick and fluid as Manuel has in his last fights? Few fights. Which of these two guys has been knocked out? In the last five years, more than once. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither, like, look at Lawler decision. Deci- that was and a that's a fight. juiced Lawler. That's a juiced Lawler. The verdict is <laughs> I, I'm not sure the verdict. He's appealing it. He's appealing it. I don't know, or unless he stopped appealing it, then I gotta say, yeah. Yeah, I just. But he's at a, um, yeah. I think he has a better gas tank than Manawa, and I think he's gonna grind Manawa. He wrestles. Out. He wrestles, I think it's going to be boring. I think he's going to grind him out. And I don't think Emmanuel has a gas tank. I think he needs that quick finish or it's boo, 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 Anderson is a decision fighter. Um, his He has power because everybody has power. I just power. don't think we don't know that Manawa doesn't give up. We don't know anything about Manawa yeah, in the third pound yeah, round with the kind of pressure Corey Anderson has. And Corey Anderson doesn't have the chin that has been knocked out. So I feel like everything that Manawa is used to happening isn't going to happen in this fight. Uh-huh. So anyways, we can get more into that. Oh, yeah. Because I could change my opinion tonight. I could change mine as well. Well, that's why I'm like, uh. But I am going to save my card um, right now because I do like to keep it. That's what we have learned, you guys. Sometimes we change our fights in the middle of these podcasts and then we get to the end of the week and we did not press save. On and Tapology. We are so bummed. You got to press it on tap. Yeah, you guys. Tapology is a really clean format. I know other people follow other things. Um, we just like how Tapology, you can put your uh, favorite fighters in, your own. Um, ranking systems weight classes everything so and it gives you a nice clean little version of your card fits perfectly on the iphone to snap a little screenshot and send it to your friends or just flip back and forth between that and your DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah stay tuned for the rest of the week we'll be coming out with more we got a fight week on our hands fight, fight week, week. Back with me.